Hey guys, welcome back to the OG of the HRC Way News. They ain't telling ya. Later today, I have a really good girlfriend who is a conservative, but I mind you, don't want to miss this one. Um, we have an open and great conversation about immigration in our country from a liberal and a conservative point of view. And hey, we actually found some common ground, so you don't want to miss that. Let's get into the quick news real quick. Actually, not a whole lot of it, so here we go. Um, parts of an airplane fell from the sky in Colorado the other day. I believe it was one of the engines. Thankfully, no one was harmed and the plane landed safely. So that was an interesting story, not something you see every day. President Biden recently visited Bob Dole after his lung cancer diagnosis. Um, Bob Dole is 91 and announced that he has stage four lung cancer. Um, good old Senator Manchin has announced that he will vote no on OMB director nominee Nira Tandon, which has set off a wavelength. President Biden has said he will not uh, get a new OMB director nominee. He's going to stick with Nira. I don't know how we're going to get the votes, but I pray to God that we do. Um, President Biden also re-entered the, the Paris Climate Accord, uh, meaning we are back in the Paris Accord deal. So let's Fingers crossed it all works out. Um, Newsmax, which is the Fox News 2.0, literally ran in a story attacking Champ Biden. Now, Champ Biden is their 12-year-old uh, German shepherd. <laughs> he said that the dog looked like he needed a bath and a comb. This is not a fake news story, guys. It was genuinely a news story on Newsmax attacking a 12-year-old dog. Okay. Merrick Garland finally is getting his Senate hearing for Attorney General. It is going to start Monday. He has already released his press released his um, his opening statement. So Merrick Garland finally, 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 after all these years, is going to be heard in front of the Senate. Coca Cola donated six 18 wheeler trucks to residents in Waco, Texas, that was filled with water because Texas is obviously still having issues with water because of the winter storm. Um, an entire school board in California had to resign after they were caught on a hot mic in a Zoom meeting, basically to get her, uh, like, you know, uh, talking and running their mouth about parents and, you know, how parents are horrible and they only want to use teachers as babysitters. And so, yeah, that was an oops moment. And they all resigned, every single member. Um, the GOP Arkansas, Arkansas governor announced today that he will not support Trump in 2024 if Trump decides to run. That's interesting because that's a mighty red state. Kim and Kanye have officially filed for divorce. Thank you, God. Okay, and to go back to the Arkansas governor, don't get too excited about that because there is a new poll that comes out that said that almost all, half of all Republicans in the poll would join a brand new Trump party. So there is that. We'll see where that lands in 2024. Who knows? All right, guys, let's get into the great conversation with my friend Dina. All right, guys, welcome back. So I just want to say I have a really good girlfriend here today, Dina, and I am very excited she's here. And the reason that I invited her um, and I thought of her instantly when I thought it brought back the news uh, they ain't telling you is because 
She is a conservative. You know, I'm yes. saying that, right? No, no problem. <laughs> um, I don't like being called liberal because I think it's like a dirty <laughs> word now. It's got associated with dirty things. So I always ask people. I don't want to assume anything. Um, but what I love is that I'm a liberal, even though I hate that word, and you're a conservative. And we're very much able to have adult conversations Absolutely. about politics and be bipartisan and all that jazz. So I had told you I was going to give you a topic. And the funny thing is I thought initially, like, I want her to talk about Israel because so many people, like myself, don't have an understanding or a concept mm -hmm. of the importance of Israel. And then we get put into a box of like, well, then you're anti-Israel when it's really, we don't understand the importance of Israel. But then I was like, am I really going to ask the Jewish girl to like explain Israel to me? <laughs> so so maybe next time you can explain okay. Israel. So yeah, yeah, a follow up with Israel. But then I thought we had a great, you and I went to Disneyland and we had an amazing conversation about immigration. And I just thought right now it couldn't work out any more perfect. President Biden has announced that he wants to reform immigration like every president always says. So I thought, let's talk about immigration and let's go there from a conservative and a liberal point of view and see what we come up with um, because I believe in bipartisanship and I'm a big believer of the middle because I believe our country functions best when we come to the middle. So that's what we are. So let's start off. Like I said, President Biden has announced that he has this plan um, <laughs> to take on immigration. It's very vague because he obviously is going to be working with Congress, or you think. Now, a backstory, we have not accomplished great immigration reform since 1986 under right. President Reagan with the amnesty and all of that. H.W. Um, Bush came in 90 and reformed it a little bit, and it literally hasn't been touched since. So then it turned into... The bipartisan part of immigration left the building, and we've just, it's turned into this massively partisan issue. And in under W's era, he worked with Pelosi. He had a, an immigration reform package, and they couldn't get it on the floor. And then under Obama, everything just fell apart. Um, 2013, he had a whole package. It fell apart. Couldn't get the votes. What's interesting about Reagan, to go back, is he passed the amnesty bill with a Democrat Congress. And he was able to do that bipartisanly with 60, 61 votes, I believe. And he was able to get it done. So those days are gone. And here we are. President Biden is once again saying, let's do immigration reform. Have you read or heard his ideas of what he wants to do? I have. I did some reading on it. It's interesting how you said how it's very vague because that was the one thing of all my reading, trying to find different <laughs> articles from whitehouse.gov all of that and I found like this is so big I don't mm -hmm. even know what he wants to do <laughs> yeah and it's so hard to form an opinion when you really don't have the fine points right right you know you hear amnesty path to citizenship okay the token words exactly that they but say all the time. what does that mean in fact right right exactly so I know that in his plan he had said um I've seen early drafts of the plan the actual bill mm -hmm. they're going to work on in congress and their hope is to, for the path to citizenship, because that's always something they throw out, right? Um, right now, the waiting list is astronomical. It's like seven to 10 years or something crazy right. if you come from the south of the border, definitely. So his goal is to speed that process up, but they don't have any details on how they're going to accomplish that. Um, I don't know if he's going to start a whole new cabinet. I don't, you know what I mean? Like just right. for immigrants. I don't know what he's going to do, but I... I'm the same way that they're still trying to figure out. And all I keep thinking is 
we've been dealing this with this since 1986. And we can't seem to come up with something that solves that, okay, like for example, like you and I had talked about, there's a lot of people who've been here, the average the average person who's been here from south of the border is like seven to 10 years they've been here at least, right? right. And they're working and they're productive and they're maids and they're nannies and they're, you know, what are we going to do with these people? Why is it we can't get out the bad people and then we can deal with the hardworking, you know, that we all see everywhere, selling the fruit, like I said, maids, nannies. So what is your take on that? Because that was Obama's big thing, right? He's right. actually the deporter-in-chief. That's what they call him. He's deported more. People don't know this, but yeah. he deported 3 million people in his eight-year run, a million and a half in his, in his first four years. Trump only deported 800,000 right. in his first four years. So, but Obama's big thing was always, I'm getting out the bad guys. I'm getting out the bad guys. So what is your take on all of that? Getting out the bad guys versus you know, the good, you know right. what I mean? Like the ones who are working, the maids and the nannies and who are raising our children and, right. and cleaning their homes right. and working so hard, you know? Right. I mean, I come into contact with those, that group of people who have come over here illegally. Mm -hmm. And I understand, of course, while they're coming, why they're coming over illegally. I mean, they're looking for the economic opportunities. They're living in corrupt government. So I have an appreciation for why they come over. And so they're... Um, you know, value system comes over whole. Like mm -hmm. they're hardworking, genuine people. They're not looking, you know, yes, they're quote unquote criminals because they've broken the law by coming right. over illegally, but they're not criminals at heart. Right. And they, I believe they do have a, a right, you know, to at least have the opportunity to be able to come here and have, you know, uh, legal status. Mm -hmm. And if they, you know, perhaps citizenship, if that's what they want. Right. Um, uh, I, I think obviously there needs to be so much more vetting. The criminals have to go. And I mean, I don't mean the criminals that just are criminal because they crossed over the border. Right. I mean, the criminals that are engaged in drug trafficking, right. human trafficking, you know, you know, other crimes, right. murder, DUIs, all of that. And I think there should be very low tolerance for once crimes have been committed like right. that. Right. Do you think that, that that should be... Because even though I'm a Democrat, I know that the federal government struggles when they have a big project. They just struggle. Like you look at the VA, it's mm -hmm. a disaster. Yeah. You look at how Obamacare, what it's turned into, it's a disaster, right? So many of these programs, you know, student loans, the federal government owns 92% of the student loans and it's a disaster. So <laughs> they don't have the best track record. So do you think that each state Absolutely. then should have their own criteria, like states' rights, basically, you know? Um, how it is with, with all things, with right. states' rights. You so know? I actually, I do, it's really tricky. The problem with, I, I in theory, like my uh, kind of conservative values right. goes to states' rights. Of course, yeah. Okay, yeah. we don't need big government. Yeah. The problem with states' rights, and we see this in a lot of areas, is when there isn't some measure of consistency between mm -hmm. the states, then you end up in a lot of, you know, gray area. Mm -hmm. You've got, you know, fleeing from one state to the other yeah. in the sense of trying yeah. to utilize the more lenient states 
right. laws. Like with guns. They go, they cross over and exactly. it's more lenient there. Right. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Uh, we saw the whole issue even with the whole election just mm-hmm. now, the chaos because there isn't like a, a, a single standard. Yeah, I know. You know, that's a whole separate issue yeah, to get into. Is. But yeah, I'm saying, know. you know, you can see how that would cause a problem. But I do think that, you know, in theory, I think it should be states' rights. I actually think probably if they can – I don't know how, obviously. We're not yeah. here to figure out the answers. <laughs> but um, practically speaking, I think that just the states – being in charge of things like that, it's just going to be more functioning. I think we'll see better results from it. Right. What is interesting, though, is what the federal government has done correct is DACA. It's a phenomenal program. Mm -hmm. They think there's something like um, 690,000 right now who are currently enrolled in DACA. So um, Obama implemented that plan because he couldn't get immigration fully, so that was like his big thing. And we're seeing like a success rate of these kids of like 98% of going to college and graduating and because they want to be here. And I think, so they can do something right. But to me, it's always like, like for example, in the 90s when they tried to do universal health care and it couldn't pass. Mm -hmm. So then Hillary came in with the CHIP program, which was much smaller that was getting insurance to children. And it works. It works brilliantly. I actually had it when I was a kid. And it still to this day is working brilliantly. And it never gets cut and it just stays in there. And it's great. So it's almost like they need to chip away for me in terms of immigration slowly in little pieces federally. And then, but at the same time, I think it's the president's job to say to the states, these are my guidelines, just like everything. They don't have to listen to it and they don't because of states' rights, of course. But if there's guidelines there saying this is what we're expecting from you guys, this is what if we work together on this and show them if we work together, this can happen and this can be the success, then we can have success on getting out the bad guys. But the whole thing with immigration with me, though, is very interesting, is that I don't think that politicians on either side want to admit that they don't want to give up. They're Maria who cleans their house under the table and pay- gets paid under the table no, and no. doesn't have to pay taxes on Maria. And you can pay her less because you're paying her under the table and take advantage of that. You know, I mean, 90% of the 1% and 2% in this country have a Maria raising their child as a nanny and majority of them are paying her under the table and she's here. Like, so you can take advantage. So if the system actually got fixed, Right. They would become citizens or they could legally work here um, and those people wouldn't have that benefit. I just... I, There's I, a definite exploitation going on. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, it's like oh, uh, an odd thing because the those who are coming in and crossing illegally, they are, they are aware of the exploitation yeah. mm-hmm. and they go along with it. They sign up for it, so to speak. And I don't mean that any sort of like justification, like, oh, no, because yeah. they know it's happening. They're, they're willing okay to with sacrifice. It. Exactly. They're know? willing to sacrifice. So they become part of this like system of exploitation yeah. that it's so hard to undo and mm-hmm. unravel it. Yeah. So Mexico pretty much has no government. It's run by the drug Terrible. cartel. Mm-hmm. There's like four families now that went down from six that basically run everything. And they use children they knock on their door and they say, oh, you're eight years old, Go, you can come to America, and they transfer drugs and they use them. And so that's a very real thing. Yeah. Um, so I always, like, think, like, Mexico's our biggest, you know, they come in from Mexico. That's, mm-hmm. like, our biggest, you know. And I always think, like, if they were a functioning country like Canada is, we don't right. have a bunch of Canadians trying no. to break into America. If they were a functioning, like, country with a functioning government, then we wouldn't be having this problem. 
And I always say, like, I just think it's so funny. Like, we go into other countries and we take over their government and we kill their leaders that we, you know, I mean, that's just a fact. Mm -hmm. Started under the Eisenhower administration and we just kept going with it. I think, how do we not take out the four families and allow Mexico to function so that they can be our ally? We could have trade deal, real trade deals with them. Because so many of them who come here don't actually want citizenship. They want to have a green card and they Mm -hmm. want to work here legally so they can send money, continue to send money back home and then go back home when it, you know, after they've saved so much money, that's their goal. Right. And that's why they're so, still so proud, like Mexicans when they come here and they're like, this is my culture because they don't really want to leave that. And as they should. Right. I mean, you should, they should be in general, there should be an allowance for people to go to other countries. It doesn't mean everybody because, you know. Not everyone is fit for it or by the country's, you know, base standards. We don't want criminals or just that's life. Not everybody gets yeah. to do everything. Right. Um, but you should be able to come to another country, you know, legally work and mm-hmm. not have to, you know, take on that country's citizenship. Yeah. There's something to be said that where a person hails from, you know, their mother country, their ethnicity mm-hmm. is of value to them and... You know, you don't get to, like, pit one country against the other saying, oh, you want to come here, then you have to become American. You have to become this, you know. Yeah, and they want to, and I understand why they want to leave, because there's no government. There's no nothing. They're run by drug cartel. I mean, it's a third world country with resorts, is what I say Mexico is. And it's tragic. You see now Cancun, they have the big fences around all the Mm -hmm. resorts, and, you know, didn't used to be like that. And now the drug cartel just completely taken over. And, you know, if I was a mother in, in Mexico and I had a 10-year-old kid, I would be like, You're, we're going to get you to America yeah. because at least you have some type of opportunity. Right. And, you know, so many of them who came over, they work nonstop. They live in homes with like 10 people. Mm-hmm. They don't complain about it. They have all these different jobs. And they just constantly, and they're constantly sending money back. Right. Constantly sending mm-hmm. money back. And to me, it's just like, I think it's just so basic. Like, couldn't we just send the Navy SEALs in and take out these right. families? I don't, we do it all the time. Right. Like, well, I know, you know, a part of the proposal in the bill is to spend a lot of money to help build up these corrupt countries. Yeah, countries, yeah. I mean, it goes on in other countries, obviously, like Colombia and things. Right. But, but Mexico, Mexico is, is the our one more get, immediate. Like, 67% mm-hmm. of the undocumented um, immigrants come from Mexico and... They're crying out for help because their country is just, excuse my French, like a shithole right now with no functioning government. So, of course, you're going to take that chance. And you're, you know, and it's just, to me, there's, yes, a lot of bad people come through and a lot of the drug cartel. But at the same time, I have to say... Do, do, does the government really want to get rid of the drug cartel and the drugs? And, and you know, that's the other question here. Is, I know. Not to they, sound like, you know, conspiracy theorist, know, but, but there's, there is questions like this. And it's like both this. sides. I'm 100%. not, you know, 100% on that because I, on I that. think, do they really want, again, do they want to get rid of the cheap labor and do they want to get, you know, rid of the drugs? Because drugs tend to keep people at mm-hmm. bay and, and down in a lot of ways. And it affects not only the urban communities, but the rural communities, like Appalachian Mountains. Oh. I mean, mm-hmm. meth is is everything there. Yeah. Oxycontin is everything there. And it's coming from, most of it is coming from down south. So do they, I mean, you know, since the drug of war on drugs in the right. 70s, we've been this 
plethora of, do they really want to change it? Because I just look at it and I'm like, even the 1986 Amnesty Bill, he didn't go as far as he would have liked to go on because a lot of the amendments got dropped in the in the Senate version, and he signed it into law, of course. But he wanted really, really strict regulations if you hire someone who's undocumented. Hmm. And it is illegal to hire right. someone undocumented. But there's not a lot of repercussions for what right. happens to you if right. you... So I think we've never picked it up from since then. And we've just... Right. You well, know, on that last point, I think also, if you think about the logistics of... How do you, how does whatever law enforcement mm-hmm. or agency go about identifying right. who, in fact, is hiring? Yeah, like that, like undocumented. You know. Yeah. I mean, everyone is. Every every right. every restaurant has yeah. you know busboys and exactly. you know who are here. Yeah. How do you do right. that? And I then mean, you have to think about you know with with such a, a crunch for money, is that the best way to spend? funds right and so it becomes like this it becomes circular yeah because you don't know where to start mm-hmm. um but you know i definitely think there needs to be like prioritization yeah and on and they're not gonna be able to tackle all of it right um i think that personally like money spent i think should really be used on vetting you know, those who are identified as having some kind of criminal record, mm-hmm. but I mean violent or really injurious yeah. criminal yeah. record, and then getting on their case to get them out. Right. And really staying on top, which of course, easier said than done. Mm-hmm. Criminals are smart. Right. Um, and to really stay on them and keep tabs that they cannot be allowed back in the country. You know, and that was my whole thing with the wall and why I had the problem with the wall. It wasn't for me about the humanity and like all that like nonsense that liberals want to cry about. (laughs) For me, it was like, this is stupid because they can make tunnels and they can get under with the drugs. And no, I mean, like, I just thought like money wise, like this is just ridiculous because they're so smart. And I just think like if we really wanted to like, I mean, you'd have to put a wall so deep in to get to stop them from building those right. tunnels. I mean, like El Chapo, the biggest drug lord in, in, you know, down south, that's how he functioned, is tunnels. And, like, he gave us all that information. I just thought, this is just silly. This is performative to me. Like, I don't think that this is going to solve one way or the other, you know? And I and I saw all the footage of the of the wall as it is now, and it's like, they're still getting through. They're still, they're still able to get through in some ways. So it's like, we're spending a lot of money, and I want, if I'm going to spend that much money as a taxpayer, I want a result. And right. I, I don't want this performative behavior. And I feel like both sides give us constant performative behavior in an immigration. Because I don't really know if they really want to solve the real issues at yeah. hand. I think I would agree with you as far as like their intentions, what really is their intentions. Mm-hmm. As far as the wall, we probably disagree on that. But yeah. I would, getting to Israel actually, yeah. <laughs> talk yeah. about walls, Um you know, maybe America should look at what Israel has done. And I know that's also can be very controversial. Right. But Israel really has had a history of trouble, of terrorism, and a lot of, you know, horrific, horrific, you know, savagery there. Um, but they have constructed walls that have really worked. They also have an incredibly high level of intelligence mm-hmm. that. I don't see why America couldn't have. Right. And we probably do have a high level of intelligence. Right. Um, We're also a much larger country. I think we don't necessarily face the more, like, imminent 
dangers right. that Israel, <laughs> Israel does. Yes, so yeah. everything is like sort of on a back burner for America, where yeah. for Israel, it's it's immediate. Right. When there's rockets coming in or you're neighboring all countries that hate your guts, basically. Right. You know? It's real. It's yeah, real. Yeah. It's an, a day-to-day real feeling mm-hmm. where we don't have that day-to-day real feeling right. here. Um, so I'm not opposed to a wall at all. I mm-hmm. would actually probably support a wall, um, but smartly. So they have to target the drug cartels. Mm-hmm. You know, they have to look and vet and, you know, see the difference between the type of immigrants that are coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, need to like look at it as a whole approach. And I think that it's not just one thing. It's not one thing no, that's going to solve it. I know. And the bipartisanship is it's appalling. Gone. Yeah, it's gone. It's but it, not it even left there. it left in the W. Bush era. That's when it really well. The '90s was was a rough time too. But the W. Bush era was really when it was like, nope, we're not even going to talk anymore. And then it's just progressively just gotten worse and worse. I mean, what happened under Obama, whether one likes him or not, but like Mitch McConnell saying. My number one goal is to make sure he only has one term. Like that's your note. You're the majority leader of the United States Senate, and it's the same thing with Trump. As much as I dislike Trump, to not even come to the table or not, and I get right. he's a difficult person to work with, and I right. get he stopped talking to people and all that. But I just think like, and now here we are. Like, why do we think it's going to be any different? Right. It's just been this since the '90s when Bill Clinton got impeached for the BJ. Democrats thought we're going to get you back. Right. And then then Democrats try to get them back. And now Republicans are like, mm-hmm. no, we're going to get you back. And and that's that's where we're at now. Yeah. And, and it's, it's despicable. Yeah. And it's like the politicians have honestly, in my opinion, it's like they've forgotten about the Americans. Oh, yeah. If, oh, you, yeah. if they were to really go around and talk to average, everyday Americans, yeah, we all want both sides to work together. Yeah. Because the truth is, you know, as much as a, I am a conservative, um, it's almost like I'm a conservative more about my values. It doesn't necessarily mean all my policies, if I were to yeah, write policy, would be conservative. Yeah. Um, in the heart of me, I'm definitely more of a conservative. But I, as a conservative, one of my values is that you're accepting and you yeah. keep your ears open and your eyes open yeah. and you're willing to work with people. Yeah. You know, it's... It, it it's never works if it's just one side all the time. Never. It doesn't work like that for any relationship. No. Whether it's parent-child, <laughs> right. boyfriend-girlfriend, husband-and-wife, yeah. whatever, partners. It never works if one person is always right and like yeah. always sticking it to the other person. You know what happens? The relationship crumbles. Yeah. And yeah. you're left with a broken home. Yeah, exactly. You're left with a broken country because they just can't. You know, it's like they're so petty. It's interesting because for me, my whole goal of this show is the middle. And like it has been since the beginning. And, you know, like I genuinely learned that from Hillary Clinton. Like to see her always reach out. And and people on the right hate her, right? right. Clearly, you know, she's like the, the witch in the room or whatever. But to see her be like, I don't care about any of that. I don't care that you don't like my husband. I don't care you like me. We have this in common. Let's get this passed in the Senate. And that's how she worked. And so to see that, that's... That's just my whole thought process. And I get a lot, a lot, a lot of slack from people because they think that I'm too like, you know, oh, I'm understanding of the right or I'm understanding of the left. I'm not. And I don't care because I know when my country thrives, I look back Mm -hmm. on the Clinton era when he was going under impeachment and he was still meeting with Newt Gingrich and Newt Gingrich was impeaching him. And they made deals happen at Mm -hmm. nine o'clock at night to make this country thrive and, and work. That was the last time. 
And it wasn't just because of the Democrats. It was because of the Republicans, too. Right. So that's the last time. And ever since then, we've just been playing catch-up and being nasty and being... I don't think it's black and white. I don't think politics is black mm -hmm. and white. And what's going on across this country in real American homes is not a black and white issue. No. You know, and it's all. not a political issue. They just want guidance and they want help. And that's where they're failing right. them. I hope, I hope we can do something with this immigration. I don't, uh, <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm not the biggest Biden fan in the world. I, you know, I think that he is, to me, not a leader. He's a follower right. to me. And, um, but he has a lot of people around him and I don't know who's really calling the shots in a lot of ways. Um, some members of his cabinet, I'm very excited about and some I'm like, okay. But, um, when it comes to the immigration thing, I think personally, I think that he's, it's going to end up on the back burner because he just has COVID. He has right. an economy that he's got to fix, you know, um, getting these kids back in school and that controversy and all of that, you yeah, know, that's. Oh which is God, a state level is... thing and it's a disaster and the CDC is a disaster with it and the teachers union is a disaster with it. So I think he's got a lot on his plate. So when he announced this and the timing of this, I thought, I think he's trying to make it clear that he doesn't really think that he can get, you know, cause he's got two right. years and then right. we're up for, you know, midterms. Right. And, and chances are it's going to flip because gonna, that's it always what does. it always does. It always does. It did with Bill Clinton, it right. did with Barack Obama. It doesn't matter right. how great or bad you're doing exactly. the country. Like that's the one good thing country always balances itself out. And, you know, I, I think these politicians should actually learn from something like that. We'll see yeah. what happens in, in two years with the elections. Yeah. That should really show these politicians that the American people want the middle ground. Yep. They don't want just right or just left. I they think that there should be like, in the middle. here's historians inside the White House, honest mm -hmm. to God, to just be like, this is what happened. Remind them. To remind them just on everything. I right. think because there's a lot of things that I'm like, Okay, you can make a mistake here. You can make a misstep here. And I think historians are really bright and they tell a lot. Um, politics is so simple. It's so simple. It's just repetitive over and over. You know, right. it's just like this, like this happens and this happens and this happens. Right. It's just so repetitive. So I think having a historian of being like, yo, you know, but I think when it comes to immigration, I think that the biggest thing he'll do is DACA and verifying DACA because Obama signed it in an executive order. And so that can be overturned at any time. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that probably will be his one little thing and then maybe something else small. But And I think, I, I, I mean, like you said, like DACA works. Yeah. And it, it's working because it's a small chunk. Mm -hmm. If they kind of, like I think you were right before about saying, like if you break things down to bite size, yeah. make them their own, Instead of these big sweeping yeah. reforms, Those never take work. it like a little bite size at a time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that DACA will be his right. one thing because it does have a success rate. And Trump didn't touch it for a reason. He sent it right. to the Supreme Court, but he knew that it wasn't going to yeah. flip. So he didn't touch it because he touched every, he reversed everything else, executive order wise, right. you know, which they all do. But I do think he'll make DACA the law of the land, which is great because it's a, it actually functions and it works properly and uh, doesn't cost the taxpayers next to nothing, actually. So, you know, hopefully that will be... That'll be the key because beyond that, I can't see him getting much more accomplished than that in two years. Because you got to right. remember, like Congress takes like, you know, five, fifty breaks in in a session. <laughs> so like, I say all the time, it's like the dream job to be a senator. You don't have to be there to vote. You're not required to do to write laws. You're not required to do it. 
you just, you know, you can show up whenever you right. want. And I, I think mean, there needs to be one of these documentaries, like an expose, not nasty. Yeah. Just nasty. <laughs> into the life of Congress. Yeah. Let's see. The real life yes. of Congress. Behind right. the scenes. Because let me tell you, yeah. it's not, I mean. Like they've it's... got the real housewives. We need like the real <laughs> yes. House and Senate. House and Senate. That's totally. what we need. Yeah, because it's, um, I mean, if people knew, like, when they, like, created the Senate, our forefathers, they didn't think we were going to have to require these people to show up to vote because, you know. You know, and I think that's because when they came up with it, they they were coming from a place of that thirst and hunger yeah. Yeah. to have a vote, that to have vote representation. And, and they and, never thought they'd be And they lazy. never thought that it would be taken <laughs> yeah. for granted. Yeah, no, I know. It's a... Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. How quickly How they forget. Because we are a young country. So young. So young. I say that constantly. I, I say every 50 years, because we're so young, we go through growing pains. And we go through a big, like, transformation. Like, 50 years ago was the civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. 50 that, you know, like, we go through big, because we're so young. Right. And we're learning so much. Right. And we're, like, the big man on campus. And we think, mm-hmm. like, we're so cool. But it's like, no, guys, we're still, like, in high school. And right. everyone's, like, you know, in graduate master's doctorate program and we're just like in high school you know so that's something that a lot of people forget we have a lot of growing pains and we have a lot of learning to do do. and we still are sort of if you compare like our government to the other governments around the Mm -hmm. world we're almost like we're still in part of this experiment oh yeah totally still like experimental experimental. and there's no other country that has our system which is unusual I don't mean to say that it's means that we don't have a good system. I actually think we have the best system, potentially to be the best. I think that there's a lot of flaws because humans are flawed. Right. Exactly. Yeah, humans are deeply flawed. And that's why. But you're right. There's there's no one else like us. There's no one. There's other copycats that try to do what we do, but they don't don't have what we have. I mean, we literally, and I still truly believe this in my heart, we are the greatest country. We're the greatest nation on this planet. Agreed. Uh, It is no wonder they want to come to our country. Yeah, right. Absolutely. I understand it fully. Yeah, I know. I mean, I feel so blessed to have been born here. Me too. And have citizenship here. I'm the same way. I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, I say even on her worst day, man, she's beautiful. Listen, I just think that it's a bigger conversation that no one is willing to have and everyone's afraid to talk to each other anymore and everyone's afraid to reach out and talk to someone who thinks differently than them and I think that that is key to everything and that is something I also genuinely learned from Hillary Clinton is like no you need to find the things that you have in common and thread that to build a friendship and then go from there but I want to switch it up before you go of course I want to talk about because we both the one thing we do (laughs) have in common is our deep, deep love oh, for all God. things Law & Order. Yes. For me, it's specifically Law & Order SVU. But Absolutely. for you, it's the whole... The whole thing, but I, but, but you, my, like, number one is Every SVU. time I come for Friday Night Dinner, I'm like, did you see the latest episode? Oh, did yeah. you see... You know, I mean... It brings me so much, like, joy in my life. Oh, me And too. I think only, like, a true, like, Law & Order fan understands that. And there's a lot of us. There are. There because are. it's 24 seasons now she's yeah. been on, right? There are a lot of us. Yeah. Um... I catch an episode or just even portions of an episode of Law and Order, I would say almost every single day. Yeah. And this has been for the last literally uh, 15 years or yeah. so. I mean, if not longer, basically since like practically the beginning, I guess. Yeah. Um, 
and I just love it. I just absolutely love it. It doesn't matter that I've seen episodes multiple times. I know. Isn't that weird? Because it's like And that's crime. what tells you <laughs> what an amazing show it is. So well written. The characters. You just love the characters. Everything. Um, Marishka's everything. As long as she's there. Yes. The other characters. I mean, I love Ice-T, and he's been yeah, on there he's the awesome. longest now. But all the other... I mean, I like Rollins. I like them. But they can come and go as long right. as she is there. And apparently that's what Dick Wolf has said. Before they got this big four-year extension, which is unheard of in that business, yeah. by the way. Um, he said, as long as Mariska is is down, I'm down. Yeah. But the second she's done, we have to be yeah. done. Because well, I also, I had read an interview with her. I forget where it was, where she said that she is so grateful and so appreciative. Like, yeah. if they want her, she's still there. Which was, like, amazing because it's, like, almost like an inverse game of chicken. We're like, yeah. You know, right. we're not shutting down if you're on board. And, and she's like, well, she's, I'm not going anywhere if you're on board. So she great. She directs episodes yeah. now. She's the executive producer. She's not a producer, brilliant. but an executive producer. She's, Girlfriend's making, like, rules on that set. Yeah. Like, she is the most amazing, fantastic person. I mean, honestly, her character of Olivia Benson. Yeah. I wish... I did a segment on this one time. I wish that there was like an Olivia Benson in real life for all yes. like rape victims. And, oh my you know gosh. what I mean? Like, because she just, this, did you watch the latest episode? The I last, did. Well, it was the, what happened this week? Um, it was, now I can't think of it. I just I watched it the other night. Uh, Noah wasn't in it. So oh, it was, <laughs> I'll tell you what it was. It's when the crossover with the Bronx the Bronx. Oh, um, right, right, right. Those know, people were, yeah, it was like, with, um, uh, Annabella Shiora was, was in yes. it. Yes. I knew that the guy was bad from the Me second. Me too. I, I said, something's up with this dude. <laughs> Me too. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait a second yeah. here. This is not, I was like, he's doing like copycat rapes or something. This yeah, is too weird. Yeah, I also, I felt yeah, it right away. that was away. weird. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, what's the, what was the actress who was the captain, the other actress? Annabella Shiora. She was one of the first Harvey Weinstein girls to come yes. out. And her whole yes. career was ruined. Yes. So I was happy to see yeah. her on there. And, um, you know, but they're apparently using on Law and Order SBU only Broadway actors because all the Broadway uh, shut yes. down. So I think that that's amazing in itself. Yeah. Just everything about the show is just, I mean, just keep them coming, Marisha. I know. I know. <laughs> like, I feel the same way. I mean, um, I mean, to say that they got an extension for four more years. I mean, that is like, yeah. they don't do that in the business. They do one season, maybe two tops at a time. Right. They're they not big never... into commitment. <laughs> no. And they're like, we're committed to you, girl. Like, you yeah. know, and we'll see if Stabler will be, you know, organized crime, you know, we'll see. I mean, I'm excited. I'm excited too. I'm excited he's back. I mean, I did not expect him to ever come back. I also did it. I don't think yeah. he expected No, I don't think he did. He tried a lot of other stuff, but right. it just didn't work out so well, so... You know, and I also think that part of him thought the show wouldn't do well without him because it's it was at that Probably. time it because was they were a, really such a pair. But I think if he the best thing he did was leave because she became such yes. a whole different entity. Right. She was able to be free, and she, now she's captain. Like right, she was able to really grow. But I remember like those episodes when he left. I, I actually, I will admit this, I was crying. No, I was still. I was crying. I could not <laughs> believe that this was happening. When he wouldn't answer the phone, Ugh. and I was like, "Hello." So that's going to be really interesting. Yeah. How, like all of a sudden he's back because right. he retired. I right. Thought. They're going like, to have to deal with with the issue. That. Like there's an issue there. Right. Like he just left her high and dry. Right. It was after, abandonment. Yeah. Absolutely. It was completely abandonment. And then we got stuck with stupid Noah. Like honestly. Right. Oh gosh, don't get me started. Noah. <laughs> he's the most annoying kid on earth. No, my gosh. From like baby on, he's just annoying. I know. You know what happens? I think sometimes when they like write these. 
kids into the storyline, they're always precocious. Mm-hmm. Not every child is, you know, a, a whiz. This precocious, <laughs> like early, you know, talking and. But all I can say mature. is, I know what they're doing with him. I know what they're doing with him. With his whole like, I don't want to play baseball. I want to mm-hmm. dance. I'm like, I've seen this before right. on another TV show, Major Crying. Yep. And it did not work out well. So please don't do this. Don't if he's gay, then let him be gay. Like who right. cares? It doesn't need to be pushed on anyone. I, I don't think I don't think most people actually care. No, not at this point. And not that's at this what, point. It's not. I say it's the 1980s are over with. Right. You know this what isn't I mean? an after like, school special. You know, we there's still issues with that, but it's not that. It's not right. accepting. Or, right. You know, it's not an after school special. Yeah. And that's what they're doing with him. And I'm like, yeah. really? And he's so annoying. Yeah, I'm and, in agreement. I I don't like him. And the way he talks to her. Like when that whole really great episode recently when the the she arrested the black guy and it was this big, you know, controversy. Yes. Which I thought they handled it so beautifully. Yeah. And mm-hmm. they cover they always cover every angle. Yeah. And you know, Rollins, who's more conservative, right. is like, you know, I love it. But but I hope she gets a boyfriend this season. That's all I'm gonna say. Because everyone else has a love interest now. Even I Ice T all of a sudden randomly got engaged. I was like, where did that yeah. come from? But, you know, so and Rollins and what's her name? What's his yeah, name? Sunny. We're totally which I like. I like. I like. I like. I like yeah. Rollins a lot. Yeah. I think that she adds a lot to the show, yeah. and I think that she adds like a more like southern conservative kind of yeah. voice in, and I really like that. I think that that's why the show does so well, as yeah. they cover every base. They do. You know. And- I remember Rollins when she, her the first time she was on any Law and Order, oh, yeah. she was she was a part of the suspect criminal. Actually. Oh, but- I remember. That's so funny. That's like, um, what was the the redheaded DA that we had for a while? No, we had. We're not. <laughs> um, what was her name? Uh, oh gosh, yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Not Stephanie March, but the other one. No, after that, she did uh, an episode. Neil. Yeah, Neil. yeah, Dana uh, Neil. Diane, Diane Neil. Neil. Yes. She did an episode early on where she was also the bad one. Yeah. She was like, she had raped a guy, actually. Right. It was like, he was like a stripper. It was like yes. season one. Yeah. Yes. She was on that and they must have liked her. That's, well, they, you, know, you see that they do that in Long yeah. And I actually like that because, you know, obviously with movies and TV shows, whatever, there, there's a suspension of reality, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but it's actually kind of fun the way Law & Order does it because you're obviously suspending reality because you're watching, you know, a right. made-up story, essentially. <laughs> right. Um, but then you have to suspend reality when you see a character mm-hmm. who has appeared before in a completely different light as yeah. a different character, and you're like, "Wait a minute! Yeah, that guy was like did a B and E, you know, a couple years ago. Now he's as an attorney or yeah. something, you yeah, know." Yeah, yeah, no. But I, I think it's fun. I think yeah. there's like a strange intimacy there with <laughs> within yeah, Law and Order. I agree. But. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think it's a brilliant show, and I say yeah. keep bringing on. There's the endless cases too, so it's like endless. it never stops, and yeah. there's always something going on. And I love it's always like based on reality, but they right. switch it enough. Like they did the Arnold Schwarzenegger story, mm-hmm. but they totally switched that story, and the kid like died. Remember, right. he like, choked on the rocks or whatever. Yes. <laughs> it's totally Arnold Schwarzenegger right. story. But um, you know, talk about looking old. Arnold Schwarzenegger looks really old. I saw him on like Twitter or something the other day, and I was like, wow, he looks really old. Yeah, I actually opened up a story on like Daily Mail today. Of him it had pictures of him bike riding with his girlfriend, long term yeah. girlfriend. I didn't even know he had a girlfriend. <laughs> They're still married because Maria Shriver's so Catholic that she won't she won't divorce. Oh, wow. You know those Kennedy Catholics. Yes. They'll like let their husbands do whatever. Right. But you know, like Ted Kennedy killed oh, a woman and like Right. And it's <laughs> they're okay. still like As long as they're at mass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um yeah, they're still legally married and I that didn't was even a know weird that. that was a weird couple too, Maria Shriver and Arnold Schwarzenegger. 
It was definitely like a political move by him. Yeah. Even though he's a Republican, but I don't understand that. I mean, I guess, you know, your motivations are different, (laughs) but I don't know. When I think about a relationship, a marriage, I want to be with someone that I want to be with. Yeah. This is my life. I know. I know. Maybe that's why we're not politicians, Dina. I guess so. (laughs) We have to worry about those things because it's definitely like he maneuvered that. He needed, he was a Republican and he was in California and the Shriver. Kennedy name was there, right. you know, because, you know, but yeah, they're still married, legally married. Yeah. He's been with his girlfriend for a long time. So, but he looks really old. He looks really, really old. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I noticed that. Yeah. He used to come in when I worked at the Beverly Hilton's in the summer, one summer I worked there, I worked, I was like a poolside server and he came in and he was governor. So it was like secret service oh, wow. and all, you know, all that. And, uh, he had his cigar and it was just like, just like everything you would think Arnold Schwarzenegger would be. <laughs> but the funny part is he came in the back door. Um, it's like this back gate thing, which is where all the employees came in. And I was going out there for something or I was about to go out there for something. And cause there's like a side bathroom there. And that, I think that's what I was doing. And I almost like ran into him and it was like, Whoa, like it's Arnold, you know, <laughs> oh, he, must have, he must have such a presence like yeah. physical presence yeah, yeah yeah he used to go there all the time the beverly hilton which is like very old school hollywood yeah. you know more than the beverly hills hotel even but all types of different people used to go. debbie reynolds i met debbie reynolds oh, wow. there and all very old hollywood anyways well thank you so much for coming thank you I hope for you having fun. me yes that's a good a great conversation time. but honestly anytime you want to come back and then next time we'll be in the new office awesome time. i'll have stuff on the walls and great. it'll be great so thank you so much gina thank you Thank you for having me. Yes. Okay, guys, make sure you check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And if you want to listen to us, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, or if you want to watch us, of course, on YouTube. Make sure you push that little subscribe button. Until next time, the OG of the HRC, signing out.